This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Welcome. It is the Pat and Stu show. Today, I guess it's Pat and Fat. Uh, because it's, well, uh, it is Pat and uh, Fat. And <laughs> uh, Stu Hi. is uh, filling in for Glenn tonight. So he will not be in for this show today. Uh, 888-727-BECK. If you'd like to get in touch with us during the course of the show. Uh, this is uh, kind of fun because yesterday in an interview with ABC News, Hillary uh, sort of, I guess, apologized for the email scandal. I'm sorry. She's sorry. sorry. Uh, Sometimes, you know, sorry just isn't enough. Yeah, uh, but let's see how sincere she is and and how heartfelt this is, and then then we'll decide if it's enough or not. Uh, Here's here's Hillary yesterday. I am confident by the end of this campaign, people will know they can trust me and that I will be on their side and will fight for them and their families. Um, But I do think I could have and should have done a better job uh, answering questions earlier. As I look back at it now, even though it was allowed, I should have used two accounts, one for personal, one for uh, work-related emails. Uh, That was a mistake. I'm sorry about that. I take responsibility. Uh, and I'm trying to be as transparent as I possibly can. Are I am you? looking forward to testifying Are before you? Congress, something I've been asking for uh, for nearly a year. And so as you sit what? here, millions watching tonight, mm-hmm. did you make a mistake? I did. I did. Oh. As I said, it was allowed, and there was no hiding it. It was totally above board. Everybody in the government I communicated with, uh, and that was a lot of people, uh, knew I was uh, using a personal email. Uh, but I'm sorry that it uh, has, you know, raised all of these questions. I do take responsibility for having made what is clearly not the best decision. <laughs> clearly. She's sorry. Clearly. That she's in the middle of this scandal and she can't seem to shake it. That's clearly. what she's sorry for. <laughs> clearly. Uh, I have my advisors who uh, told me that I had to do this. And so I'm sorry that I have to do this. I'm sorry that I put myself in a position to do this. <laughs> 
But really, I'm not sorry to all these little people who seem to be making a big deal out of nothing because I'm Hillary Clinton, and uh, I don't really give a rat's ass. We just got to get past thinks. this. We just got to yeah. get past if, this. If we could just stop talking about it, please. Now, I'm telling please. the truth. Get past it. So that's uh, pretty obvious. That's what she's trying to do here. She's trying to finally, once and Bad. for all. Put the cap, put the lid on this. Uh, she's done no damage control, really, up until this point, except to say that she received no classified emails, didn't receive or send, and that turned out to be a lie. And then she continued that lie, and it turned out to be a bigger lie. And so now she's faced with the fact that, all right, it's pretty obvious I effed up here pretty badly, and, uh, and I'm losing a lot of points in the uh, poll, and... Uh, I lost 10 points just recently to Joe Biden, a couple more to, to Bernie And Joe's Sanders. not even running. And Joe's not even running. And good, good point. And Joe's not even running. So uh, she's just trying to put a cap on this uh, whole thing. Uh, she says what she did was allowed. It's a distraction, certainly, but it hasn't in any way affected the plan no. for our campaign. The efforts we're making to organize here in Iowa and elsewhere in the country, and I feel very confident about the organization and the message that my campaign is putting out. Do you? She feels very confident about the, uh, the war on the wealthy, uh, about her message of communism in America. <laughs> She's really confident with that, Jeffy. And I, I, I appreciate a woman who's confident about a communist message. So America. I missed her Facebook post here, but she said uh, uh, last night on Facebook, uh, apologize for using a private email server to conduct official government business during her tenure as Secretary of State. Yes, yes, I should have used two email addresses, one for personal matters and one for my work at the State Department. Not doing so was a mistake. I'm sorry about that. I take full responsibility. Do you? Except for the people that have already been given uh, immunity and are going to testify and they'll say it was their fault. Uh, so yeah, on. I mean, move on. this... It's, it's a sham, oh, just my. like always. It's just a sham. Uh, when she was asked by ABC News if uh, Joe Biden would make a good president, uh, she first responded, he's a great vice president, and that she <laughs> likes Joe Biden a lot. Uh, I think he could be a good president. There's no doubt about that. But I think we shouldn't get into the politics of this back and forth because I don't think it's fair to him. He's testing the waters. He deserves to test the waters. If he gets into this election, there'll be lots of time to talk about what he wants to do. He deserves to kind of feel it. It's such an emotional decision. At the end of the day, this is a grueling, difficult journey that anybody who decides to run for president subjects themselves to. And you have to be really ready and prepared. And you have to be either either you have to be close to a saint or an absolute megalomaniac. <laughs> it, it's gotten to that point in America. It sure has. I'm surprised that she didn't bring out the, you know, she trying to get into the uh, grueling and difficult journey. I'm surprised she didn't go, you know, Joe's facing a lot of problems with his family. And I know he wants to, look, I, I know he wants to please his son and everything, but yeah, he probably shouldn't. Well, she's got to tread it's pretty lightly on that stuff. She's got to, she's got to tread pretty lightly on those waters. Um, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, Biden gets into this, into this race because uh, he's a buffoon. But there are a lot of people who just like Joe Biden. They sure do. They That's like him. Joe. They don't care if he's a buffoon. They like Joe. him, and they like him. He's more likable than Hillary, that's for sure, right? Even with his creepiness. He is uh, more likable, but he does, say, he, does, he does have that creep factor that really pushes him over the limit. I was lot. reading an article, I think just yesterday, where somebody says, uh, hey, have you forgotten about Joe Biden's creep factor? Right. 
<laughs> he there, does. Was a, there was a picture of him standing behind that senator's wife. Right. He's kind of snuggling with her and whispering sweet nothings in her ear. It's like so creepy. And there's she's like, a, get off me. Somewhere there's uh, someone had put together, and we'll have to find it and run it, but someone had put together a, uh, a montage of all the Joe Biden creep fests. Yeah. And uh, it's at the end. You, Didn't we you play kinda, that at one point? We probably did. We probably did. I mean, it's, I think we, we there's been to so many. That up again. There's yeah. been so many, but I mean, he, but at the end of it, you're, you, I'll tell you, if you watch it, you probably don't want that to be your president. Uh, no, you probably don't want that to be president. No, I'm, I'm I mean, thinking it's pretty that. bad. I mean, here's a guy. It's pretty bad. Or a woman who will be with all kinds of foreign dignitaries, be with all kinds of foreign uh, families. You don't want him <laughs> slobbering over <laughs> like the Queen oh. of Jordan. Which he hey, would be baby. doing. Hey, how you doing over there? Come here. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about that. What's happening in Israel? But hold on a second. Come here. I'm about to give you a sloppy wet kiss just to start the day. And there's no secret, right? The one with uh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, I knew you'd go with her. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. he, it's no secret. Yeah. He's, it is no secret. Right. Yeah. Graham pretty much let the cat out of the bag. Right. Everybody in Washington knows that he's uh, a creeper. <laughs> he's creepy, <laughs> and everybody knows it. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. We might have uh, political correctness put to the test here pretty soon. Because um, after after this whole thing with Bruce Jenner turning into Caitlyn Jenner, uh, now with the charges of manslaughter or whatever she's facing, uh, they're trying to figure out if she goes to jail. I've got to read that. I'll read about that because I thought Where that case they was over. Put him slash her. Well, first of all, Kate's not going to jail. Uh, Bruce is not going to jail. Uh, yeah, no, Bruce, they're not going to put Bruce Kate in jail. Uh, not going to happen. I don't not going to happen. I don't oh, know. my gosh. No way. I don't know. Investigators say that while Jenner did not violate any traffic laws, right. speed may have been a factor in the crash because of rainy road conditions at the time. Although Caitlin told uh, Matt Lauer that she was driving under this under the speed limit, investigators are weighing a possible misdemeanor manslaughter charge against Jenner, who could face a year in a county jail if convicted. No way. So if that were to happen... He wasn't smoking. He wasn't talking on his cell phone. It was an accident. They're would, not going to put him in jail. It would be interesting to see, though, <clears throat> if he's convicted of that and sentenced to a year in jail. <clears throat> do they put him in with men or do they put him in with women? Um... If as long as he's got again, as long as he's scientifically a man, but he's both now, right? Is it? What do you mean? I mean, he has breasts <clears throat> now. Well, so yeah, but so do you. So do I. That doesn't make us women. <laughs> <laughs> it does if we believe it. I mean, we believe we're men. So we just feel like we're and, women, yes. and we're women. Yes. Welcome to today. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I'm going to be fascinated to see how that turns out. <laughs> no First of way all, you're probably right. He probably won't be. No he way. probably won't be charged. Enough, but and if charged, probably won't be convicted. But in the unlikely event that he would be charged and then convicted, got to put him in with the women, you right? Got to put him in with the men. Got to put him in with the women. If he's got a male unit. You've I just got the, the, the men. season finale of I Am Kate is coming up this week or something because there's a I season haven't... finale. 
Well, of course. How many episodes have we seen I think, so far? I think five or six. Are you actually six, watching and no. following this? Thing? No, but I happened to, my TV last night was oh, on E. Oh, E Entertainment. Sure. Yeah, that's where my TV just <laughs> happens to be. And just, I turned it on there and it's a ton E. Okay. Okay. And I don't even know where E is on my system. <laughs> it's between 500 and 800 on mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the name. No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I think that someone in my house was actually watching to the channel. Okay. But. <clears throat> but on the season finale. And he's really coming along as a woman. In what way? Hey, look, looking more and more like a woman. Is he? Yeah, yeah. She? Looking like an older woman. I uh, guess it's a really a horrible, nasty, bigoted thing to call him he now, even though he physically is a he. No, it's Caitlin. It was, so you're supposed to, you know, because he identifies as she, you're supposed to call him she. <laughs> I, I I just don't I don't have patience for it. I just can't do it. I, I if you're if you've got a man unit, you're a man, okay? That's if if you got a woman a hoo ha, you're a woman. I know, but he's struggled. His whole he's life struggled that. his whole life. I know. I understand that. So what happened well, on the what? last episode? I, well, that he, was coming up. I didn't see it. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. No, and and fortunately, <clears throat> the audio was down. Yeah. So I just happened to see the video. I didn't hear any of the audio. <laughs> okay. And well, I didn't, I couldn't, I wasn't so interested that I couldn't stretch to find the remote to turn the audio on. <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'll just watch it here until somebody changes the channel because I'm not going to try to find the remote. Well, he talked uh, to Matt Lauer about the ESPN thing, which is, you know, he got that ESPN award. Right. For some, uh, you know, sporting thing. I, what did he do? The Arthur, Arthur Ashe Award. Award. He says, uh, I didn't ask for it. They gave me the, the award. Did it take a lot of courage to come out? Absolutely. Did I have tremendous respect for Arthur Ashe and that award? Absolutely. And I'm very honored to have them, have them award that to me. Not just to me, but this entire community. They didn't award the entire community. No, they did not. Uh, so I'm very pleased the way it turned but out. But he, he accepted it on so behalf of the entire community. Yeah, he's, he's fine with it. He, I guess it sounds like he thinks he deserved it. Uh, you know, when we had that, we had that uh, amputee who was a wounded warrior. We had uh, who yeah. else was there in the sporting world? Yeah. There was a bunch of people who were so much more. The girl with cancer. Oh yeah, the basketball, basketball girl. Well, she clearly a doesn't deserve it. Wrenching story. No courage she involved there. She clearly doesn't deserve no, it. No, she does not deserve it. How many people have cancer? A lot. I mean, a very lot. very few have Caitlin disease. Okay. <laughs> that is not a disease. <laughs> Wow, you take that back right now. That was really inappropriate. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also today in Washington, if you're anywhere in the area, I wish we were there. I, yeah, I wish we were too, and I wish we could carry Glenn's speech, but he's actually speaking last. So <clears> they chose out. him over uh, Donald Trump and and Ted Cruz to speak last, and Sarah Palin and whoever else is there. So. He probably won't be speaking by the that's time. That's a good way to look at it. We they chose him to speak last. Yeah, that's like that's. The, I was thinking the, you're the I anchor. I was thinking at the reverse of. No, we just put him at the end. No, you. It's like a, it's like a concert. You go there for the warm up, and the warm up band is not. You know, the real act pay, plays last. Same thing with speeches. Okay, yeah, I love that. All right, I'm with you on that. Okay, triple eight seven two seven Beck. But the the point was that he probably won't be speaking by the time we get. I know, here very disappointed. But you can still hear it uh, yes, on the Blaze TV and uh, on GlennBeck.com. Yes, so we're good. 
The other thing that's cool is right now you can get a 72-hour emergency food supply. That's three can days open for only $10. Yeah, well, we could probably find a way to open them because it's delicious food. It's not like I used to do. Uh, my wife and I used to get the big buckets full of wheat, beans, barley. It's good that you didn't move any of those times, though, so you wouldn't have to load those yeah, up and take we, them with you. Except we did, huh. and we had to load them up and take them with us, and I, huh. they weighed like 48 tons. And then... Uh, Separate truck for the food. <laughs> and then, once we finally stayed someplace, like eight years in Houston, uh, it was all ruined. It was all bull-weevled. You know, there was bull-weevils huh. all through it. There was rat poopies <laughs> in it. It was nasty. Oh, so, you can just sift those out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can. Or you can throw it away <laughs> and get this. And get this. Uh, and it's only available if you call 800-478-8061. My Patriot Supply can only bring back this price for a short time. I mean, it's an insane price, so don't miss out. And in the next 12 hours, if you call them you know, right away, they'll even add free shipping to your nice. order. It's a tremendous deal. Nice. Jeffy, have you, you've done this. I have, right? actually. I, yeah, this is one of the things that we talked about that, you know, for so long, it's like, eh, yeah, no, You just kind of think, well, it. okay, yeah, one day I'll do that. I need to do it. And finally... With this deal, right? I, you know what? Good. We're doing it, and we've done it a couple times. Uh, my wife and my in-laws, and it it feels nice. Do this at your house because it is peace of mind. It feels it, nice. it honestly is. Call them right now. My Patriot Supply, eight hundred four seven eight eighty sixty one. It's not just food; it's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Hello, Hello and welcome. Triple eight seven two seven back. I tell you, the um, big news over the weekend was, of course, uh, as everyone knows, uh, BYU's big football victory. I don't think people have stopped celebrating. No, they have not. I mean, I, uh, I'm telling not. you, I watched. The, I it was it was. I didn't get to the game till midway through the third quarter, so I apologize <laughs> for not watching the entire game. But I will say that I was playing with my daughter, and I realized. Uh-huh. I looked out at my phone, and I was like. Oh, my gosh. I'm missing the BYU-Nebraska game. You really did have that thought. Absolutely. And yeah. I told my daughter, Maya, I was like, we're done. I, uh, we got to catch game. We're done. <laughs> and she good. was like, Dad, now we're done. That's good. And, you know, dismiss and so the caught, kids. What, just the ruin the kids. Fourth last, quarter? The lost the end of the third and the whole fourth, yeah. Okay. And so I was there, and it was amazing. Yeah. 
Because I thought for really sure your was. boys were down. Dumb. Yeah, I, I did too. Cooked. Frankly, I, if I were to I be honest. I was really bummed. I, I did too. You were really bummed. I, but for you, I was really yeah, BYU. Yeah, okay. I can't take Nebraska. Uh, nobody can't, can't except for Keith Melanac, our phone screener, who uh, for some reason, just because he went there and graduated from there. <laughs> so? Them. I know, Pick right? another team. Right? <laughs> Uh, it's a crappy state. It's, it is. I mean, you my, know. My, my, uh, my stepdad grew up there. as a far western end. Uh, broke Did he? Bow, Nebraska. And actually went to the University of Nebraska, which could be another reason I don't like Nebraska. Anyway, the, uh, when they recruited my oldest son, Elvis, at one time, he went out there for one of their camps, one of their lineman camps. Yeah. And uh, he drove from uh, into Lincoln. And he called me as he was driving into Lincoln. Grandpa's right. There's nothing out here. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, Nebraska looking at him? Yeah, was, he went were they looking at Elvis? camps and stuff. They never, they never made him an offer. They, but they he played against him two or three times. Yeah, did they beat him in the Big Twelve? Uh, I think he won two and lost one or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the BYU Cougars are now unbeaten <laughs> against the Nebraska, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Unbeaten, uh, and uh, one of the uh, one of the t- local TV stations in Salt Lake City. Uh, did a little uh, uh, compilation of some fan reactions that were posted online because if you didn't see the game, BYU won at 33-28 on a literally last-second Hail Mary. Yeah, the last uh, play of the game. Last it play of the game. They're, unbelievable. It's, it's fourth and three on the last play of the game. They're at the 42-yard line of Nebraska. And uh, backup freshman quarterback, <laughs> just three months back from his mission to Chile for two years, rolls out and fires this beautiful pass down to the goal line where it's caught by the now wide that, receiver. That has been said, and I'm sure Stu, Stu has some, oh, it happens 32.5% of the time, but it almost never happens. Almost, uh, almost never happens. He doesn't really Come say thirty-two point five. I don't know what it is, but I'm just I saying mean, it, he probably it's has some rare man. Happens. But it feels like it almost never happens. It does. It does. Uh, and uh, here it was so so BYU fans like me went from absolute despair. Oh yeah, we're, we're no team. You feel absolute down to despair. The, You're thinking, okay, we're starting zero one. Mary, we got over. this brutal schedule. Boise State next week, then UCLA, then Michigan down the road, Missouri. And so you're thinking, and Those are great. losses right there. There goes so. the season right there. There goes those the season. Those are losses right no, there. No, those so. are all wins. Those are all wins now. Uh, and then, so you're going from that despair thinking, season's already over. Game one, season's <laughs> over. To absolute oh, elation and joy. And you can't believe the miracle that you just saw happen. And so here's a compilation of uh, some fan reaction. Because it's fun. It is. <laughs> Oh, my heck. That's a BYU fan right there. 
a young kid in the back of the car. He freaking won the game. The grandma. Oh, my heck. Uh, all these Mormon oh reactions heck. are so great. Uh, everybody's going out of their minds. That was unbelievable. And he, he's like, oh, she's, oh, my heck. Oh, my heck. <laughs> Those were absolutely docile reactions compared to what happened at my house. I bet. I mean, they were I like bet. asleep compared to what happened. I at my bet. House. Is there? I mean, is, have we had people in to fix the damage? From, <laughs> Not the yet. House? No. There's still like pipes that are exposed right. and, and spilling water, and it's, uh, there's uh, fires well, throughout just, the upstairs. You walk through, you know that it was from the excitement of BYU <laughs> victory. Yeah, so, so you're so fine. It's okay. So it's okay. Yeah. So we're going to put up with the damage for a while. <laughs> Uh, so BYU won to know this year, and I know that, that was great. Actually, it was, it was, it. It was exciting fun. to have it. it was that was fun. it was really fun to see the reaction of all those people yes. too, and and uh, a nice job by KSL. Meanwhile, um, uh, a Blaze story that an elderly woman, an extremely upset elderly woman, walked into a Colorado police department and stunned them with an unusual request. Uh, she was upset over the recent attacks on on cops. So uh, she walked into her local police station huh. and made the request uh, to give her, uh, an officer a hug. The Arv Arvada Police Department posted images uh, taken from surveillance footage, calling it a wonderful day to be working. Had a lovely citizen come into our uh, Lake Arbor station who was extremely upset about the recent loss of so many officers across the country. She came in to give a hug to an officer. That's nice. nice. I mean, that's, that's just a feel-good Nice little story. An old woman comes in, starts hugging cops. You don't see that very often. You don't see that. It might be an even better story in Texas where uh, there, you had this speeding uh, couple of officers pulled off to the side of the road to apprehend some suspects, and they were taking care of business on the side of the road when a Dodge Charger came speeding right at them. And another citizen uh, who had stopped to help the cops noticed it and knocked them both out of the way just in time uh, that? for the charger to go speeding by him. Cops got back into their cruisers and took off after him. There was a high-speed chase over 100 miles an hour. For some reason, some guy decides he's going to run him down. Decides he's going to run down these cops here in Texas. That's horrible. He's just going to run them down at high speeds what and I thinking? guess keep going. Right, it's just a hit and run. I'll just run him and keep going. Yeah, or maybe Whatever. he would hit them and stop and claim that it was an accident. I don't know how that was going to oh, work out know. for him. Good luck with that. Uh, but fortunately, some very alert citizen no kidding. knocked them both out of the way. It was like a movie script. Uh, but we got to have people, citizens, start watching over police officers now. It's, it's unbelievable. Come on. And be, but frankly, it seems to have been declared open season on police it officers. It sure seems that way. Stop it. Stop it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Stop it. And now it will as, stop. As, as, a, as a person who has always been On the this police. much of a fan of the police. Right. <laughs> stop it. Right. Stop it. For your own Come special on. reasons. Stop it. Right. It, it's unbelievable. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of stories in Texas where uh, they're, you know, hugging cops or standing behind them as they pump gas. Right. So that they can watch, watch their backs. Uh, it's got to feel weird for the police. I mean, it, I, I guess you know, I absolutely. Do you appreciate it? Yeah, sure. I mean, is it nice when the you know with the oh my heck lady comes in to give you a hug at the yeah. police department in Colorado? It absolutely, is. it's nice. It is, and you know that your job is appreciated. But 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 when somebody comes up and asks to stand behind him, 
I'd I be a little leery I that would they too. might be somebody yes. who's gonna yes. do something, right? You know, because you just don't you just don't know. In this That's day why. Day. I mean, it's gonna come down. No way are you gonna send one police officer out on his own. I mean, we're gonna have to. There's gonna be. They're gonna have to double yeah, up all the time. You go nowhere alone. Yeah, I, and that's probably. I don't know why we. I mean, I'm case. sure budget. Some budget cities, crunches. Some cities do that, but yeah, you're right. It's because of budget yeah. in other places where but, they don't do. that. I mean, you can't. You can't now. For their own safety, you got to do it. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too. It's coming up. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu with, today with Jeffy. Uh, Stu is filling in for Glenn on uh, TV tonight. The uh, tech world is all a Twitter over the n big Apple announcement today. This is supposed to be the biggest. Do you have someone holding your line, ever. holding your space in line? Oh yeah. I, I, okay. My whole family is there. They've been there since uh, August third. <laughs> I think is when they first arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. to make sure we got a space. Yeah. You don't admit. Because <clears throat> uh, supposedly it could be. I mean, almost certainly is a phone, right? New iPhone. Right. Uh, iPad. They're talking about a potential watch, maybe a TV. I even saw somebody say a possible car. An iCar. Like an iCar? <laughs> maybe it's a space teleporter. It possibly it's could Maybe be. it's intergalactic travel. Uh, who knows with Apple what it could be. But, um, Apple X. You know, they, they are really good at keeping these secrets. Yeah, they are. They're really good. I'm uh, and I look. They keep cranking this stuff out. It seems like it seems like every month we've got a new Apple thing coming out. I mean, That's what pisses we, me off. I know. You just buy a new one, and then a few months later, there's another new one, and you. I know. You're like, God, come on! This is already obsolete. And what they love to do is change the the plugs and the cords on you so that you nothing. Nothing is works. universal. Yeah. Oh, so nothing's universal. Bastards. That's what they're going to do when robots start becoming prevalent. You're going to buy a robot, and then pretty soon, poof. Yeah, well, it's outdated. I mean, they've already set that precedent, so of course right. they'll, they'll keep doing it. And what I love... That should be illegal, the, the non-uniform... I think so, too. Jacks, too. I hate that. That's kind of... I hate that. That's almost criminal. Yeah, although it's the free market, right? <laughs> we keep Don't buying buy it. one. Like lemmings, <laughs> we keep buying them. And they're dang expensive. I know. I, I remember when they came together, like the plug... Or the, the cord that you plugged into the wall and then whatever adapted to your unit came together in a, in a package. Now you have to buy Those are separate. So, so it was about $80 or $60 for those. Yeah, I think it was 60 bucks if you bought them together. Now there's $70 to buy them separately. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 35 It's each. a real surprise that their stock is doing so well. I, yeah, isn't it? 
isn't it? <laughs> this is why they're a $650 billion company. Oh, you wanted a cord longer than six inches? Oh. Oh, that's another $75. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's... That was last year's price. It's yes, 175 oh, no. this year. And that's for five and a half inches. Okay. <laughs> that's what you're getting. We've complained many times. Glenn's complained on the air about the size of the right. of the cord for the iPad so that you can, like, if, you, if you're near a, an outlet, you can maybe look at it like this. So ridiculous. Why don't they make those longer? I don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, but they've got a real good thing going at Apple. They've created this illusion that you must have their new product it must be updated uh you're not even a, a worthwhile human being right to society if you that's don't. why i am not a worthwhile human being and just <laughs> have my too. samsung i i i still have uh an iphone 5 uh and then what do they have the 6s now yeah. and they have the big fat one that's you know this it, is what this is the three the five? I don't know what this is, but I love it. So it's going to stay with me till it breaks. My kids both have the Samsung, and they I love, love I do, too. Love them. Yeah. And I, I would switch, except for uh, I don't know how to use it. And I'm too old to learn. <laughs> it's not that hard, Grandpa. <laughs> I know. It's it just frightens me hard. for some reason. I feel like I'm a thousand years old when it comes to switching phones uh and some of this new technology it's just so different though because of the apple you know we started out i, I had an apple first i think and then it was like so different when you go to the android phones it's like okay now i gotta do this this way and it's all it'll be okay baby mm -hmm. just change, it's just change. <laughs> okay all right maybe okay. i'll try it it's maybe okay. i'll try it one day you can uh, but here's here's some of the uh, expected things to happen today. Uh, one of the stars of the event could be the Apple TV, which may get an app I'm store. Sure, that might happen. An app store open to outside developers. They never do that. Apple wants their products and their products right. only associated with their uh, devices. But they almost have to now. Yeah, they do. They? Yeah, I think they I do. I mean, there's so I think much entertainment. That's not Apple. Well, look, we're going to have to make something comparable. When you go buy a TV and it comes with Netflix and it comes with Amazon and Hulu, Hulu all of it, yes. and YouTube. And even if you don't have the smart TVs, you buy the, the Roku app and it has that, or the Roku device and it has that. So you've got access to it all anyway. So right. Apple's got to get on board, I would they think, have with to. that. They'll they have, have to. to. I mean, unless they're going to create, unless they're just going to say our, you know, they're going to have to go out and buy their own their own stuff, right? And then create their own stuff, and it's going to mm -hmm. be so much better that that's all you're going to want. Or you're going to want what you have plus the Apple TV. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to have to come together. Yeah, I think so. So the, the TV may have an app store that's open to outside developers, and it might focus on gameplay uh, in a challenge to video game consoles. So they might have their own game, built-in game thing, which would be kind of cool. Okay. Uh, third generation of Apple TV was introduced slightly more than three years ago. And they're finally revisiting that today, according to uh, an analyst, Frank Gillette. Now, this is speculation, because nobody knows for sure. Nobody knows what's going to be a part of this. Everybody assumes, obviously, the phone. And I don't know if they're going to call it 6S or 7. Uh, I think everybody wants it to be a 7. Uh, and they assume a new iPad will be among them, because it's time, I guess. But as far as the watch which I, I don't know if that's doing as well as they thought it was going to do. I, to me, that's a worthless product because it only works in conjunction with your phone. Right. When it can stand alone and do all the stuff that it can do with the phone, 
then you're on well, to Well, they're something. close. They're close. I mean, most of the products now are like the watch, and they have the glasses, um, maybe not with Apple, but with a lot of some of the droids, the glasses that will work with your phone. Yeah. Uh, you know, in conjunction with your phone to give you information. You know, like on Continuum where she has her, uh, her eyepiece in and she gets the information. If you watch mm -hmm. the TV show Continuum. Uh, yes. That's what the glass. The glasses do that with the info on the glasses, but it has to be hooked up to your phone. Now she has a chip, so you, know, you decide. <laughs> that's you, want the, you want the phone or the chip? It's going to be cool. <laughs> it's interesting because if anybody's seen, uh, Jeffy and I were big fans of Continuum, yeah, which I was a really good show, and it lasted one season. Uh, I think, I think maybe it was two. two or three, something like that. But the and and it was it, it took place in 2075 or something, and then she comes back. This the cop comes back to 2014 or whenever it takes place and uh in present day right and some of the technology she brings back with her from 27 2076 is stuff that's already here well, some of it is and some of it is i'm sure already is and they just haven't and a lot of it we've already talked about like the clothing with the built-in chips nice uh that'll be cool and she has a she has a chip in her that creates information and she owns she can download that into the company's mainframe, the police department's mainframe. You know that's on the way. And get updated, uh, you know, how many ever times, once a week, once a night, whatever yeah. she does. And then uh, that connects to an eyepiece that's in her eye. Like a uh, contact Like lens. a contact that is her screen, is the computer screen. I mean, that is kind of cool. Come on. Come on. It's phenomenal. That's and you can see stuff. that that would not, that's not far-fetched. No, it, well, it's not because we have already have the glasses that uh, they have to stay in reach of your phone. Yeah. But they have the information on the glasses. Right. So that's, I mean, that's right there. Yeah. So the, the, the other speculation about the iPad is that they're about to introduce a new, bigger iPad. Uh, the tablet sales have apparently cooled overall, and Apple is facing the challenges of uh, coming up with an innovation that gets everybody excited about I don't the think, iPad. Well, again. good luck. Yeah, because I know. Every, a, everybody's got tablets, and mm -hmm. B, right now, I've got a tablet, but I'm close. I was talking to my wife the other night. I'm going to stop. When your phone is this big, it. I'm going to stop paying for it because yeah. the next, my next Samsung is going to be a little bit bigger than this. I don't need anything else. I will not need anything else. Yeah. I mean, I almost don't need anything else now. I get emails, movies, anything I want on this phone that's in my hand. Why do I need anything else? The only thing you need on that to make it totally practical for pretty much every purpose is like a uh, keyboard that comes out, like a virtual keyboard, a, a laser keyboard okay. that would come out, and then you could type things on it so you wouldn't okay. have to do it on the phone. I, I'm all, I'm all for that. that and and I think that's I'm almost for that if it's not too. a virtual one. If they could get me a keyboard that would plug into this, that probably work too. I bet they have I and they have that. them both. I know, but I, I, don't, I, I just I don't think know one of them. That, uh, I don't know if it's perfected. Yeah, I don't think it is. But so. uh, maybe it is. Maybe I just haven't seen it. But the virtual one, I'm all <laughs> yes. No, at least okay. I, I'm being told it, there is a virtual one. And does it work well? It's a Bluetooth. It's a Bluetooth. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And does okay, it look well. and work really well? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's interesting because uh, Apple has just become this uh, company that is so hip and so cool and so must have that you never even you never even hear about Microsoft anymore. Is there a must have Microsoft product? Oh, Microsoft Word. <laughs> Microsoft Word. Don't you want Microsoft Word? Oh, you people are, people well, are clamoring it. for Microsoft Word. I have Word. it, so uh, <laughs> not really clamoring for that. Are you sure? But Microsoft introduced the phone, 
which seemingly went nowhere, as far as I can tell. Uh, they have the little, uh, what, is, what is their pad, their tablet called? The Surface. Right. Which kind of nobody has. Um, the only thing they still have, I guess, is, is the operating system, right? They've got Xbox. Oh, yeah. That, They've that's got Xbox. Bu- is that's pretty good. Before but PlayStation 4, I think, is probably the more popular of those. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see. Triple eight seven two seven. So I mean, we've got the laser projection virtual keyboard from Keystone. How much is that? Uh, hundred bucks. No, it's not. I mean, that's no, not no. terrible. If it works, it's not terrible. If it but works from a Brookstone. I, mean, I said Keystone, but Brookstone. Oh yeah, Brookstone. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's I've have purchased a number of things at Brookstone and and well, you know, some of it's been okay. Yeah, but not hundred percent satisfaction. Yeah, I've. <laughs> Notice the same thing. Notice the same thing. So, so I, I'm a little. When I buy things at Brookstone, I'm like leery of. Uh, that's why I don't buy things at Brookstone anymore. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, I'll tell you some technology that you must have uh, because it doesn't take much to affect our the comfortable way in which we live, does it? Little unpredictable weather could really easily cut you off from access to your electricity. And then you're shut down, and then nothing works. Your computers don't work, your uh, lights don't work, your refrigerator doesn't work. Give your family peace of mind. Take control of your energy situation right now so you can rest easy when something inevitably happens. Do this. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. These are fantastic. Their solar generators run really quietly. They emit no fumes, and they produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun. So they'll run your sump pump, they'll run your computers, they'll run your shortwave radios, they'll run your refrigerator so that you can keep your food from spoiling. Go to patoffgrid.com right now and you can learn more about this whole situation, what it costs, what it's going to take to get you into this. Patoffgrid.com. And then when you use the coupon code PAT, you'll get half off the price. An amazing offer right now. So go to patoffgrid.com. Dot com right now. You know what? Uh, welcome to Pat and Stu. Jeffy today. Stu is in for uh, Glenn tonight. Y- y- you know who we want to make a deal with. You know who we want to get into bed with. The Iranians. Yes, the thank Iranians. you. That was my answer. I knew you didn't ask what I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you the question again. You know who we want to get into bed with, uh, Jeffy? Uh, Iran. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Thank I'm you. Give you a gold star for your forehead. Thank you. Uh, when they're saying things like this, you can't help but love them. Uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini says Israel won't exist in 25 years. Isn't that beautiful? That's he a nice little it. sentiment right there. Does he mean it? Yes, he means it. Oh, he's just showing off. <laughs> For who? Yeah, he's just showing off to some of his friends, <laughs> trying, to, of his trying friends? to talk big. But he's the supreme leader of a it. nation. You can't just it's, show oh, off to your friends. Just, just fooling yeah. around. And so, just fooling you around. Know he's, <laughs> when he's on the phone with Barack, he's like, Barack, yeah. you know I'm joking, bro. Right. You know I'm joking, And that's bro. why we go forward with the deal. Right. Because right? it's like, hey, we're going to say all these Come wacky on. things. You know we don't mean it. We love Come you guys. On. We love you. Come on. Thank and you. So We love Israel, too. We, we love them. So don't but I can't say that. But I can't I can, say bro, it. I'm gonna, bro, what I'm going to say, say is we're going to destroy Israel <laughs> within the next quarter century. Uh, but so don't even worry about that. If it happens, it's not me because I already told you I was just joking. <laughs> 
That's probably what's going on behind right. the scenes. You're right. Yeah. So bad. So bad. Uh, and, you know, and today, Glenn is doing the speech, uh, and they're doing the big rally, the anti-Iranian uh, treaty rally. Little peace rally. It's a peace rally, and it will be called a pro-war rally. It's, they're already calling that with, within the administration, apparently. They're saying you're, you're pro-war rally. Like, like we want war with Iran. Nobody, nobody is talking about war with Iran. Except our Except Barack Obama. Yes. They're the only ones who are even mentioning it. Nobody else wants to go to war. Nobody. I remember the first time he said it. Well, I mean, I, like, I, seriously, I was, I was like, what are you talking about? And how many times have we talked about the false premise they set up? And always. I mean, always. It's always some false premise. Well, either we spend all this money on climate change, or uh, the Earth is destroyed by the changing climate and the CO two. Then your grandma dies. And nobody it's wants bull grandma crap. Die. Right. <laughs> and and or or okay, if we don't do this deal with Iran, then the only other choice is war with Iran. That's the only choice. Yeah, shut up. We weren't at war with Iran before this deal. Why would we be now? And we found out something earlier in the show today from Louis Gohmert that talked about we bribed them to stay at the negotiating oh table. Gosh. Oh, come on. We, g- we, we g- did not know that. We gave them $7 billion this year. To sit back down. <clears throat> hey, stay and for we'll give us you to, for, $7 billion. For us to like them more. That is unbelievable. Yeah, we didn't really even have time to let that marinate for a while. Right. Uh, we kind of moved on to something else after uh, Louis came on the show, and uh, then it was over. And that is an amazing sure is. detail that I didn't know until Louis said it on the on the show. This right. Seven billion dollars. That's more. That's like double our foreign aid to any other nation in the world. Just to sit back down at the at the table. We give Israel about one to two billion a year. Two billion, maybe sometimes I think three billion. We give Egypt uh, one to two billion a year. We just gave Iran an arch enemy that is claiming they want to destroy us, that chant death to America on a daily basis. This is a joke. Give them seven billion dollars this year just to sit down and keep talking to us. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, but the, hey, look, John Kerry's got it under control. Yeah, does he? <clears throat> yeah. Him and our president, uh, Secretary of State and the President of the United States. And you know what? John Kerry would never send, uh, he would never sell out Israel because you remember when he stood there on that chasm? Right. He stood there on that chasm at Israel and we shouted out over that chasm. We shouted, I'm Chisrael Chachem Blichimach. Blachen Blachen Lech. That's what we shouted, and we meant it. We meant every word. I don't know what the hell it meant, but I, I meant what I didn't mean, know I meant. And so I'd say it again if I stood there at that chasm, which was really pronounced chasm, but for some reason, I, in my eliteness, for some reason, call it chasm. And I, just like Genghis Khan. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> eliteness pronunciations. It's crazy. Uh, so, also, according to Truth Revolt, uh, the Israeli radical left, led by groups like Peace Now, along with radical academics, has announced that it's calling on the world to convert VE Day, Victory Over Europe Day, into a day of international mourning and contrition. Oh, my gosh. May 8th is the day on which Nazi Germany surrendered, and it brought World War II to an end. Radical Israeli leftists believe that... Celebrating it is insensitive 
to the losses and suffering of the German people. Tough. <laughs> what? Tough. What about the suffering of the Israeli people, of the American people, of the British people, of all the people in France and elsewhere in Europe who lost so many loved ones? Uh, how about the suffering of the people in Russia who lost 20 million citizens? 20 million. Uh, that is really amazing. VE Day celebrations around the world ignore the human costs of the German civilians on the <laughs> losing side. Mm -hmm. Peace requires that their narrative be heard alongside that of the victors. No, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. No. Uh, another no. false premise. Uh, Games, war, winners, losers. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. The winners write the history. And the winners set the celebrations. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Washington Free Beacon says that the Department of Homeland Security is confused about what a warehouse is. <laughs> it can't effectively manage its warehouse space in part due to confusion about what the definition of a warehouse is. Oh, come on. The Office of Inspector General found that the agency could save at least a million dollars per year on leases for warehouses that are half empty or full of broken furniture. Although DHS has taken steps to assess its warehouses. So it's taken steps, Pat. It's taken steps. So we're looking into it. Uh, but it can't effectively manage its warehouses, its warehouse needs because some of the co components misclassify many of their warehouses. Oh. <laughs> oh. So right now, they're in the process at the Department of Home Homeland Security of trying to determine what exactly is a warehouse. And then they can get them cleaned up. I don't want to say, you know, that it's not an easy job because it, it, you know, it's a tough job. I understand. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. Defining warehouse? It, it, it is, yeah. But difficult. perhaps we just take a look at, I don't know, all the property we own. Mm -hmm. And then we go, oh, look. this And is the a... ones we're not using? Sell it. Right there. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Uh, you almost pay off the national debt by doing that. <laughs> I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of places where we're not using it and haven't even used it. Get rid of it. More patents to it with Jeffy coming up. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. There's a lot of bands with, yes. uh, with like 54 year old men. Oh my joining. gosh! Yes. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just telling Jeffy we were talking about uh, Eye of the Tiger on uh, on the show earlier this morning. The greatness of four. And, and between between shows, I just picked up the guitar that we have here and uh, worked out the little riff <laughs> of the don 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 don. Really simple. Uh, and, you know, for some reason I've been on this guitar kick. I'm really trying to learn how to, right. again, play because I played when I was a teenager a little bit. I mean, bit. You've, you've given us some... I've given some examples of it over time. Right. Yeah, but the I really want really to get good enough to really do that. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it except just have fun playing. Uh, I probably won't be joining a band, but then Jeffy said... Uh, oh, man, come on. <laughs> there's, plenty, seriously, there's plenty all of kinds of middle-aged bands, bands that are getting together. They play and just they, rocking. 
Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Now, they play establishments you may not want to go to. Now That's that probably true. Yeah, that's, that that's probably true. Honky Tonks in Texas, for instance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can call them Honky Tonks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just call it maybe a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see if it goes that direction. But uh, well, look, I mean, look at every every church in America has a band now, right? Yeah, oh, my gosh. So... Uh, the, the, you can't go to uh, a church today without some kid banging on the drums. The Gateway Church here in in Texas, right uh, up near where we live, is I mean their band is phenomenal. They are really good, right? Really good. So yeah, there's some talented talented people in those bands. Um, meanwhile, the the guy from uh, from Survivor was pissed off that <laughs> the woman who got out of jail in Kentucky for not issuing gay licenses. Um, she, they, they played Eye of the Tiger when she came out of jail yesterday, and he, he was mad. all hacked off and he tweeted about it. And he, he wouldn't give her the rights to Charmin. <laughs> Did you have the right to use Charmin's trademark when you tweeted that? I, Ooh. Oh, oh hey, I hey. wonder. He should I pay. I wonder. He should pay up. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was kind of interesting to see the resulting tweets. Some of them really supportive of him because, you know, they hate Christians. And others who were like, hey, just be glad someone's playing your stupid music. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you heard a, survivor, a survivor song other than Rocky Four? Yeah, I, can't, I can't tell you because that's the they only place. They don't play them on the, on the, the radio That's the only place. And it's up on Netflix now, so I mean, yeah. I happen to watch it with my son. I mean, and we did kind of look into it. I was thinking they were sort of a one-hit wonder. They really weren't. They were about five or six oh, hits they, deep. They had some hits. They had some hits in the '80s. I, I really liked "High on You." I liked uh, "I Had the Tiger" for a while till we played it a hundred and eighty million, million times. times on the radio, and I was so sick of it. I couldn't stand seeing it come up in the rotation, and so sometimes I would kind of hide it uh, somewhere in the studio and say we couldn't find it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We lost our copy of Eye of the Tiger. I don't know where Somebody it is. needs to get another copy in here. <laughs> Dang it. I love that Survivor song. That's it's number one. Rotation. We need to play that. Go find it. So, but but the, the, they don't. you don't play them on classic rock anymore because they're not hip enough for that. You don't play it on Top 40 radio because it's too old. So where, there's no place for Survivor anymore. They should be happy that the woman coming out of jail played the song. Uh, they should be thrilled with any kind of exposure. Instead, of course, they got to get all political. Of course. The Washington Free Beacon says that uh, food stamp beneficiaries have exceeded 45 million for 50 straight months. Excellent. That's the first time. Good work. Good work. The number of beneficiaries of the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, SNAP, has exceeded 45 million for 50 straight months in June. The latest month that uh, data is available, there were 45,510,153. Uh, that's an increase of 14,869 wow. just between May and June. Uh, beneficiaries, <laughs> this is an unbelievable. It sure is. Uh, that is an unbelievable. Read that stat, Jeffy. Beneficiaries of this program now mm-hmm. exceed the population of Canada. <laughs> the entire <laughs> population of Canada is 34,834,000 some. 34.8 million in Canada. We have 45 million people on food stamps. Wow. That's unbelievable. Uh, If if that doesn't stagger people who are Democrats, who are supporters of these freaking 
programs, these federal programs that are draining us dry, if that doesn't stun you, I, nothing will wake you up to our current situation. Absolutely nothing will wake you up. The number of food stamp recipients first exceeded 45 million in May 2011. Since then, numbers consistently been above 45 million. I knew it. George Bush's fault. Yeah, they, well, they've tried to blame this on Bush the whole time. They can't. Uh, and so then they stopped doing that, and then they started saying that's a good number. That right. That's a good thing, that right. we, all these people are on food stamps. Just right. like the unemployment number. The unemployment checks that people are getting are helping the economy. Right. That's, well, a, that, that's a good and, thing. And it's a good thing because then they also uh, turned it around so that it was a good thing. They sent out dignitaries to get more people on it yeah. and some, and some older yes. people and stuff so that they could say... Yeah, that's a good thing. We're helping more people. I mean, remember the we saw a video with one of the recruiters for people on food right. stamps. They send out people into uh, areas, especially in Florida and and where there might be retirement communities, or you might be on single income or or uh, fixed income or whatever. And they're trying to get them on yep. food stamps, and they're trying to tell them you're eligible. And I'm like, I don't need them. No, but you're eligible. You're eligible. You should take we advantage should of this. Them. And they really try to talk you into the program. I, I don't understand it. I, I'm not sure. I guess that's part of, you know, the cloud Piven thing and overwhelming the system. I guess so. I mean, it's been obviously going on for a long time. But, you know, for the last five or six years, well, we we're now over 50 months of 45 million plus. So congratulations mm. for us. Jeez. I mean, that's wonderful. And we were talking a few minutes ago uh, about the Iran deal. Uh, less than a quarter of Americans. Now, they're, they're going to push this through. Uh, 34 senators have decided. No, it's more than that now. I think it's 42 senators have said they're going to vote for it. Now, that's not enough to pass it, but then it goes to the president. He's going to push it back to the Senate. They're gonna, they can't override because they don't have uh, the votes to override the president on this thing and so it's going to pass it's gonna it's going to become uh binding i, I don't even know if it becomes law because they're saying it's technically it's not a lot right? it's not a treaty so i don't know how it could become law but uh well the, it's obama law yeah, it's obama law it's obama law like an obama phone it's an obama yeah, law clearly it's just it's a, i i deem it so <laughs> that's what it is and so we're about to have that happen despite the fact that according to the pew research center 21% of Americans approve this deal. 21%. Wow. That, that blows me away. 49% you know disapprove. Less than that. Uh, and 30% have no opinion. So you're almost ashamed of those people. You're like, can you join us <laughs> in life? <laughs> Wouldn't it be possible? I don't care. For you, 30% who, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Should we stick hot pokers into the eyes of puppies? 84% say no. 6% say yes. And uh, say I don't know. Could you join us, please, <laughs> on this planet with an opinion of some sort? How at do least, 30 percent not say know? It's okay to stick a hot poker into a cat's eye, please. Make <laughs> at, a decision. At least go do some research. At least say, you know what? I'm I'm going to look into it. I've heard some things about that, and I haven't looked at it. But I'm maybe going they did. To. Maybe that's what they're calling. 
I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're pretty late in the deal. <laughs> it's about well, it's to already be done, right? Really, it's really, done. it's already done. It and, is and done. He, I mean, the, despite all it of this yib yab, it's already done. And when he came back with the, you know, we're going to we're going to look at it, and Congress has got to look at it, and then he bypassed all that and went to the UN and got that got it passed at the UN. So the UN said, "Oh, that's a good deal. We're good with it." Mm-hmm. It was done. Yeah, it was done. Yeah. It didn't matter what happened here. That's right. We're giving him the money. The sanctions are off. It's already the deal is over. Forget it. I mean, I don't even know why we go through all this. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it's kabuki theater. It is. It just really is. And if you don't want this deal, you do want war. And they, they're, right. they're so good at making that little spin there to where uh, you're afraid to speak out, to where the good Republicans in the Senate or in the House are afraid to say anything because then they'll be made into warmongers. You, you've got to have a little courage, and you've got to stand up against it. And he's it. done wonders at making them believe that, well, it's not going to, you know, he doesn't want it, he's going to veto it, so we just don't, won't do it. Well, yeah, look what Mitch McConnell said I mean, about the Planned Parenthood thing. Here we are in the middle of that scandal wonders. where we've had, is it 10 videos now? We've had nine or 10 videos that show how brutal this uh, this little organization is. How, uh, how, uh, despicable it is and how just inconceivably evil Planned Parenthood is. Right. It, I mean, it, you, it gets down to that. There are no words other than indescribably evil to, uh, to ascribe to this practice where you're not just aborting uh, full, viable human beings, but then you're killing them while they're on the counter there. You're slicing them open uh, from from the chin up through their skull, and then you're taking the body parts and selling them. I and and if you can't, as a Republican Senate leader, if you can't say, you know what, uh, that is so atrocious, we're going to stop funding it now. We're going to pass a bill now, and I don't know what the president's going to do with it, but we're going to do our part, and we're going to yes. make sure this stops at least on our watch right now. Now, if Obama wants to say that can continue, that's up to him. And that's what you do. You go to the right. American people and you say, not on our watch. And we're going to send a bill to the president that Amen. says that, that funding for Planned Parenthood and this atrocity stops now. And if he wants to say that this atrocity can continue, well, then that's on him. And he can respond to you, the American people. He can answer to you. Amen. But we're going to do what our part. And let's be clear. We're talking about... How the, hard is that? We're talking about the government... Funding to Planned Parenthood, yeah. not shutting Planned Parenthood down, not saying anything against right. any of the other companies that give them millions of dollars them every year. We're just saying that our money, your money, your tax money is not going to them anymore. Let him say no. I, Let him say no. I mean, that's that's as easy as it gets. That is as I easy so, as it yes. gets. I mean, there should be a bill to shut it down. There should be a bill to stop abortion, but that's not going to happen. So at least stop federally funding. Stop taking my money and giving it to them. It's a step. It's a step. It is a step. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step instead of saying, ah, well. Instead, everybody's afraid. Mitch McConnell's afraid to take on Planned Parenthood at all. Because for some reason, uh, if Planned Parenthood goes, goes away, no woman can ever have a mammogram again. (laughs) They don't even do them. They refer you to somebody who will do it. Uh, But, you know, and if you need a condom or if you need a birth control pill, 
There's plenty of places where you can get those, and even for free in some cases. But it's got to be it's got to be just a, a circle of money that they're afraid to get rid of, right? I mean, when you think about it, it's think about it. they get the government money, and then Planned Parenthood donates to their campaigns. I'm not saying that anything is wrong with that, and then they donate to their campaigns so that they have more money in their campaign funds to run and stay in office. Mm -hmm. So it's just a big circle. Yeah, it's just a big circle. Yeah, it is. And it's a and despicable get, one. It is. And so if we get rid of the Planned Parenthood money, that comes out of my pocket. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, oh, we well, don't have the votes. We don't all, have the votes. Can't do it. Sorry. It's all about money. Oh, my gosh. It's all about money. Criminals. It's all about power. Criminals. Each one of them. Very much so. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Well, Jeffy, it's September. You, of course, know what that means. I know. And I want to. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, Touch the cast iron grill. Oh, you haven't yet? No. Oh, man, these are incredible. <laughs> it's football season. And, uh, you know, with football season comes the opportunity to eat a lot of food, to go out and do some barbecue and yes. have some friends over and yes. uh, take advantage of. And great. Uh, Look at the greatest things. time of year. Look at, that. Look at that. Feel that thing. Oh, my gosh. Is that heavy? That's because it's cast iron. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. These are fantastic. These man grates, the cast iron grill grates. You just place them on your grill, really oh, easy, and you just assemble it. There's nothing to put together, really. And it turns your grill into a steakhouse-quality appliance immediately. Uh, the grates are 100% cast iron, uh, as you can hear and, and feel the heft of these things. I would drop it on the floor, but it would put a massive dent in it, so I'm not going to do that. It would? <laughs> yeah, it, it would. You sure? Every grate, I don't think Glenn would like that very much. Every grate uh, provides an even heated grilling surface and a patented uh, rail design that evaporates the oils and fats in, and then it seals in the juices. So your steak tastes like you've just had it at Ruth's Chris. I mean, it's really, it's so much better this Why way. Why is this not on my grill? Right? It needs to be. It needs to be. And it needs to be on your grill. So for Blaze TV viewers, Mangrace is offering a 30% discount nice. when you use the promo code Blaze at checkout. So go to mangrate.com slash Blaze and get 30% 30 off. 30% Mangrate.com slash LeBlaze. Go there now. Triple eight seven two seven bet. It's Ben Stu with Jeffy today. Um, after a, a white guy's poem was repeatedly rejected, <laughs> I uh, love this. I, I, this is a fun story. He thought of a crazy idea to subvert politically correct po the po poetry business, and it's apparently worked. Michael Derrick Hudson reportedly submitted his poem, "The Bees, the Flowers, Jesus, Ancient Tigers, Poseidon, Adam and Eve." multiple times, but was rejected every single time. I mean, it sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? It <laughs> sounds like something you'd want to read. And look, nobody on this planet loves poetry more than I do. <laughs> nobody. I'll put, I mean, my, clearly. I'll put my love and admiration for poetry up against anybody in the world. Really? Anybody in the world. Oh, man. I, uh, you know, the... Well, no, I, I don't know any poems, but... Um, Not right off the top of your head. No, who knows? You can't be expected to have a poem right off the top Not of your right head. Not right off the top of my Come head. On. You but, can still love uh, poetry. But, but, I mean, and you're not going to have the bees, the flowers, Jesus, mm -hmm. ancient tigers, 
Poseidon, Poseidon and Adam, Adam and Eve. Eve right on the tip of your tongue. No, you're not. No, but and maybe perhaps it was rejected because they said, that sounds like a white guy. He must... We that we can't accept that from <laughs> yeah. white people. We can't accept that from white people. Uh, no. And and so Hudson no. came up with the idea that he thought would be an effective way to subvert what he believes to be a politically correct poetry business. So he submitted the same poem under the name. This is fun. This is fun. So he submits a poem now under the pen name Yi Fen Chu. <laughs> so obviously he's a white guy if his name is Michael Derrick Hudson for some reason. It's the same title of the poem. I was actually just going to look to see if he actually was a white guy. I know the story says he's a white guy. Yeah. But... Yeah. Oh, okay. It's oh, that, there he is. It's that guy. That's Yi. Yeah. That's, that's Yi Fen Chow. That's Yi Fen right there. So uh, it's still the bees, the flowers, Jesus, ancient tigers, Poseidon, Adam, and Eve. But now he changed his name to Yi Fen Chow, and it's, it's accepted. Well, it makes the poem better. <laughs> it amazing. makes the poem better. To be that's, from Yi Chung. That's, that's pretty great. Uh, the editor who ultimately accepted the poem to be included with an anthology of 75 other works, identified as author Sherman Alexi, said he ended up receiving a note from Hudson. He said, I chose a strange and funny and rueful poem written by Yi Fen Chao, which turns out to be a Chinese pseudonym used by a white male poet named Michael Derrick uh, Hudson as a means of subverting what he believes to be politically correct poetry business. Uh, I only learned that Yi Fen Chao was a pseudonym used by a white man after I had already picked the poem, and Hudson promptly wrote to reveal himself. Uh huh. That's amazing. He admitted it. Well, why not? Yeah, I mean, uh, Hudson wrote on his blog. There's a very short answer for my use of a nom de plume. After a poem of mine has been rejected multiple times under my real name, I put Yi Fen's name on it and sent it out again. It makes it, it, it kind of <laughs> makes sense, though. Uh, why? I mean, well. If you're, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure that uh, the man from <laughs> the poetry business. Yes. This is just such a good business to be in. Oh, yeah. The stacks and, and stacks. The poetry of business. Is, I mean, he's got to be inundated man. with poetry. And the chicks. So if the, he's going, oh, the don't money, get me started. The money, the get me fame. But <laughs> if he's getting stacks and stacks of poetry <laughs> submissions. Mm -hmm. And you're going through them. Are you reading every one? No. You're looking at the names. You're trying to get an idea. And when you see Michael Derrick Hudson, you know. It's, you're thinking, nothing, it's, no. You no. Know, but you see, Yifen <laughs> Chow. <laughs> well, you think that's kind of a cool name? I mean. It might maybe, maybe have some good poetry. You see William Shakespeare. Are you thinking that's some Oriental? No. No. Robert Frost. Sounds like a pretty white name. Emily Dickinson sounds like a pretty white name. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe sounds like a pretty white name. But there's something. Why to have it. we now gotten to the point where, I'm sorry, if it sounds like you have a white name, I'm not accepting your poem. I don't know that that's the case. Oh, it was for him. It was for this guy. Uh, it's just a politically correct world we live in, and that's why apparently the new James Bond now has a live-in girlfriend. And uh, an outspoken gay friend. Of course. Because you need the gay Come friend. On. Right? In a new book, James Bond will be getting a dose of modern morality. Uh, Anthony Horowitz reveals the tricks he used to drag the spy, kicking and screaming into political correctness. Uh, he'd worked carefully to preserve Ian Fleming's original character and ensure the 1950s attitudes remained intact. But now he's introduced a cast of new characters to point out the error of his chauvinistic oh, yes, of ways. Course.
including messages about smoking causing cancer. Oh, no. Women who give him a run for his money. And an outspoken gay friend. <laughs> Horowitz, who's been uh, given access to Fleming's own notes to research his latest update, said he'd inserted a little twist to make the story work for modern readers. Oh, good. Is it really important that we have homosexuality in every single story? Modern twists. Modern right. twists. we we got to have, and the modern twist is always a homosexual character, a gay marriage, uh, something, uh, some sort of relationship. You know, I heard one of the former uh, James Bond characters who played him on, in movies, I, I can't remember which one it was, said it's, it's time that James Bond uh, be a gay man. Why? I'm like, what? Why? Why? It's the character of James Bond. That was the point behind being James Bond. For 50-some years now, he's been a raging heterosexual. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to turn homosexual? Drinks too much, he smokes too much, he has sex too much, and, I, he's, a, and he's a super sleuth. Why don't you make him a woman, right, too? Right, come on. Make him a lesbian woman. I mean... It's so stupid now that we have Jenny to... Bond, transgender. Jen, Jen Bond. Uh, it's ridiculous. The I book is that though, book is true to the character, and it keeps him as uh, as fans would want him, which is the original hard bitten guy. But then it always challenges and nudges and says, "Well, wait a minute. He does smoke cigarettes. He smokes many, many cigarettes. But then." What I do is oh, nudge him no. with a little reference to a newspaper article he happens to glance at, which reminds him that these things will give him cancer. They won't give That's me great. cancer because I'm James Bond. That's crazy. I'm a character. With women, he has this sort of patronizing carnal attitude with them, which is absolutely accurate to the Bond book and the books. But then creating very strong women, he's given quite a run for his money. And then he gives him an outspoken gay friend, just to remind him he's in the 20th century, uh, or 21st in this particular case. modern twist. Oh, man. All right, now you know that Glenn is at this uh, rally in uh, Washington, and apparently uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, just took the stage. And uh, we thought we'd check in and see what he yeah. has to say today. Can we, uh, can we hear him? being financier of radical Islamic terrorism. If it goes through, over $100 billion will flow directly to Iran, to the Ayatollah Khamenei. And billions of those dollars will go directly to Hamas, to Hezbollah, to the Houthis, to radical Islamic terrorists across the world. And those jihadists will use those billions to murder Americans, to murder Israelis, to murder Europeans. The second consequence of this catastrophic deal is that it abandons four American hostages in an Iranian hellhole, including Pastor Saeed Abedini, an American citizen, a Christian pastor sentenced to eight years in prison for the crime of preaching the gospel including former Marine Amir Hekmadi, including Washington Post reporter Jason Rezian, including Bob Levinson. It is a disgrace for this administration to abandon Americans in Iranian hellholes. But the third consequence of this deal going through, if it does, is that it will facilitate and accelerate the nation of Iran acquiring nuclear weapons. 
There is no greater threat to the safety and security of America. There is no greater threat to the safety and security of Israel than a nuclear Iran. I agree with Prime Minister Netanyahu that a nuclear Iran poses an existential threat to the nation of Israel. And let me be clear, when he says existential, he doesn't mean a bunch of Frenchmen in black berets chain-smoking. He means literally going to the very existence of Israel. When Prime Minister Netanyahu addressed a joint session of Congress, a joint session that President Obama boycotted, that Vice President Biden boycotted, that every member of the cabinet boycotted, I participated in a panel discussion with Elie Wiesel, the Nobel laureate, the Holocaust survivor. And Elie Wiesel observed the one threat on the face of the earth capable of murdering six million Jews in an instant in a flash of light is a nuclear Iran. Elie Wiesel observed, never again means never again. The second group I want to address are Democratic senators and Democratic members of Congress. Right now, today, 42 Senate Democrats have come out in support of this deal. It is my hope and prayer that every one of those Senate Democrats reconsiders, that they go home and they fall to their knees and they pray tonight. I agree with former Democratic Senator Joe Lieberman that this vote is quite likely the most important vote that any member of Congress, any member of the Senate will cast in their entire career. There was a time when there was a tradition of Scoop Jackson Democrats, of JFK Democrats, of Joe Lieberman Democrats, of Democrats who were willing to defend national security. Sadly, that is becoming rarer and rarer in today's Congress. So to every Democratic senator, they are facing a choice. Do you value the safety and security of the United States of America? Do you value standing with our friend and ally, the nation of Israel? Do you value the lives of millions of Americans? Or do you value more party loyalty to the Obama White House? To every Democratic senator who said he or she will support this deal, I ask you to consider how will you look in the eyes of the mothers and fathers of our soldiers, the hundreds of soldiers, American soldiers, who were murdered in Iraq with Iranian IEDs that came from General Soleimani. This deal lifts sanctions on General Soleimani. Tell me, if you're a Democratic senator, how you look a mom in the eyes and say, I voted to lift sanctions on the man who murdered your son when he was defending this nation. But beyond that, when we talk about terrorism, it's worth remembering that if this deal goes through, we know to an absolute certainty people will die. Americans will die, Israelis will die, Europeans will die. Osama bin Laden never had $100 billion. He was filled with bilious hatred and, using rudimentary tools, murdered nearly 3,000 Americans on September 11, 2001. We're now talking about giving the Ayatollah Khamenei 
a theocratic homicidal maniac who hates America every bit as much as bin Laden did, giving him $100 billion to carry out his murderous plan. I want to ask every Senate Democrat, how will you look in the eyes of the mother or father or sons or daughters of those who are murdered by jihadists, those Americans who are blown up, those Americans who are shot, those Americans who are killed, those Israelis who are murdered. And let me be clear, if you vote to send billions of dollars to jihadists who have pledged to murder Americans, then you bear direct responsibility for the murders carried out with the dollars you have given them. You cannot wash your hands of that blood. And let me say to Republican leadership. Well, hold on. I come not to bury Caesar, but to praise him. I want to give a path forward. There are two men in Washington, D.C. who can defeat their, this deal. Their names are Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Speaker John Boehner. Under the terms of the Corker-Cardin review legislation, the clock does not begin ticking until the president hands over the entire deal and he has not handed over the side agreements. What that means is that all that has to happen is for Mitch McConnell and John Boehner to say the congressional review period has not started. Under federal law, it is illegal for Obama to lift sanctions. Now, this is a lawless president. So the odds are significant, even if Congress did that, this president would ignore the law and try to lift sanctions. But I want in particular to speak to the CEO and the board of director and general counsel of every financial institution, every bank that is holding frozen Iranian money. If this president behaves illegally and decrees you can hand that money over to Iran, let me tell you now, that does not exempt you from the legal obligation to follow the law. And any bank that listens to this president and releases billions to an international terrorist like the Ayatollah Khomeini will face billions of dollars in civil liability and litigation. And there will come a president who is not named Barack Obama. Mitch McConnell and John Boehner can stop this deal if they simply enforce, if they simply enforce federal law. If Iran gets a nuclear weapon, the single greatest risk is they would take that nuclear weapon. They would put it on a ship anywhere in the Atlantic and they would fire it up straight into the air, into the atmosphere. They would set off what's called an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse. It would take down the electrical grid on the entire eastern seaboard and kill tens of millions of Americans. We can stop that. But 
if Senate Democrats decide that party loyalty matters more than national security, and if Republican leadership decides that a show vote is more important than stopping this deal, then the single most important issue in 2016 will be stopping Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. And any commander-in-chief worthy of defending this nation should be prepared to stand up on January 20th, 2017 and rip to shreds this catastrophic deal. Any commander-in-chief worthy of defending this nation should be prepared in January 2017 to look in the eyes of the Ayatollah Khamenei and say, under no circumstances does Iran, led by a theocratic Ayatollah who chants death to America, under no circumstances will Iran be allowed to acquire nuclear weapons. And if Iran will not stop its nuclear program, we will stop it for you. I want to thank everyone here for this rally. I want to thank Tea Party patriots. I want to thank the pro-Israel groups, the national security groups. I want to thank my friend Donald Trump for joining us today. I want to thank the leaders of Congress who are here, and I want to thank the American people. Let's rise up and tell every elected official in Washington, no more talk, no more show votes. Get it done. Stop this deal. Thank you, and God bless you. Yeah. Vote for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz for president. Ted Cruz for president. Good night, everybody. A little over a year from now, Ted Cruz for president. He looked good there. Yeah, he did. He, he looked did. That was great a good speech. There. It was a strong speech. Uh, maybe we'll be able to get a little bit of uh, of Donald Trump. I'd be interested because I thought he was. I thought Trump was for the deal. So uh, we'll check that out. See if he's coming up next. Uh, he looks like he is coming up on Pat and Stu. Beth, it's the uh, big rally going on, the uh, Tea Party the Patriots uh, going on at the Capitol, uh, on the Capitol lawn. Glenn is there. He's speaking uh, last. And uh, we just heard from Ted Cruz. And now uh, Donald Trump is speaking. Let's listen to what he has to say. We can talk about the fact that we have four wonderful people over there. And frankly, they're never going to come back with this group. And I will say this. If I win the presidency... I guarantee you that those four prisoners are back in our country before I ever take office. I guarantee that. They will be back before I ever take office because they know that's what has to happen. Okay? They know it. And if they don't know it, I'm telling them right now. So... I have a story that just came out an hour ago 
And as President Obama calls him very routinely, he calls him the supreme leader. Our president is calling the person who is really the boss in Iran supreme leader. And I look at people shaking their heads. They can't believe it. But it just came out a little while ago. He said Israel will not exist in 25 years. Think of that. He just said this. He also said very strongly, very, very strongly, that this is the end of our dealings with the United States. We want nothing more to do with them. We're not going to do anything right here. We made this deal. It's a phenomenal deal. We're not going to deal with the United States anymore. And that's what he just said. And this was a very short period of time ago. So they rip us off. They take our money. They make us look like fools. And now they're back to being who they really are. They don't want Israel to survive. They will not let Israel survive with incompetent leadership like we have right now. Israel will not survive. And then when it's all done or they think it's all done, they come out with these unbelievable nasty statements that Israel won't be around in 25 years and that we have no dealings and we will have no further dealings with the United States. Now, the people that we were negotiating with and were working on the sanctions with including, and as an example, Russia, who's selling tremendous missiles to Iran. You know that. Ballistic missiles being sold. All of these countries, all of these countries are going to do business with Iran. They're going to make lots of money and lots of other things with Iran. And we're going to do, and we're going to get nothing. Nothing. We are led by very, very stupid people. Very, very stupid people. We cannot let it continue. We are a country that owes $19 trillion. We lose everywhere. We lose militarily. We can't beat ISIS. Give me a break. We can't beat anybody. Our vets are being treated horribly. It will change. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. Believe me, I agree. You'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. We are going to turn this country around. We are going to start winning big league on trade, militarily. We're going to build up our military. We're going to have such a strong military that nobody, nobody is going to mess with us. We're not going to have to use it. I really, really appreciate this tremendous crowd. We are going to make America great again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, no, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Donald. There's Donald. I was, I'm telling you, that and was that a true Donald speech. style. And 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 the the uh, the leader of Iran just said this in a time that was not that far distant before the time that was a long time. It was a time that wasn't so long. It was too much of a time that I, I don't know what time it was, but it was in the recent, fairly near recent, but not long past time ago. Could have been an hour ago. Just said this. Could have been that long ago. <laughs>
Could have been a short time ago, but he said it, and I've got it on a piece of paper. Could somebody not give him the fact that, hey, he said this yesterday, or he said this this morning, we have or to he said this two facts. hours ago? That was fantastic. The thing about Trump, he's never got a fact. He never has a fact. Doesn't know the never prisoner's name. Doesn't know the name. Four, there are four great four people. great people. There are people who do things. And they do great things in America. You're going to be tired you're of winning. Di- you're you're going to win so, so many things. You're going to be bored because I'm going to win so much for you. I'm going to win all of these battles. I'm going to beat China. And I'm going to beat North Korea. And I'm going to beat Mexico. I'm going to beat Mexico until they feel like they've been beaten with a stick. And then I'm going to beat them some more. And then I'm going to beat Japan because I don't like the Japs either. The Japs have got to go. We're going to win against the Japs. We're going to win against the Koreans. We're going to win against the Vietnamese. We're going to win. You're going to be bored. We're going to win so much. Thank you very much. Wow. That's, I mean. You've been a great audience, each and every one of you. Bless your heart if you love the guy. Uh, But there's not a detail. Make America great again. There's not a detail. There's not a fact. There's... uh, there's not an ounce of maturity in anything he says. There's, uh, it's frightening. If you could watch that again, and remember that you saw Ted Cruz, and then saw oh, Donald you compare Trump. them side by side. Holy oh God. my gosh, that was as stark as it gets. It's, yes. it, it, it is. It's embarrassing it is. for Trump because Ted had all the names, he had all the wow. facts, he had all the details. He actually spelled things out. He said why and what and how and where. Yep. Trump doesn't have any of those answers. None of it. Uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too. Coming up. There's an in hour. That a time. That is not ago. super long, but it's not really before it's now. Not now. But it was before time. I just got this in a time that was not this moment, but it was a while before the time that is now. And I it's he just time, said this. He I, just said it. He said it in a recent sort of time that Short I don't know ago. when exactly, but it was not right now. But it was not a super long historical time ago either. But he said it. <laughs> he said it. And he won't say it if I'm elected president, I'll no, tell you that. I, I guarantee you that every problem the U.S. faces will be solved before I even take office if I'm elected. <laughs> okay. That is good, That's good stuff. stuff. Good stuff from Donald that Trump. That is today. good stuff. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's uh, it's Pat and Stu with Jeffy today, obviously. Uh, the end of the Domino's 30-minute guarantee has happened. Oh, no. Apparently there were some people injured. Oh. Over the duration what? of that uh, promise, real, I'm sure there was. Um, sure. Eager to cement their status as the country's premier pizza franchise, Domino's started promising customers in 1983. I really wow. would have guessed probably before that. I would have. Has too. it only been since '83? It. I mean, that worked. Oh, great for one them. Of the, one of the that great was marketing, a huge campaign. One for of the them. great marketing campaigns. Come on. You 30 ever, minutes or less, or it's free. And you Come and on. people were ordering Domino's Jeez. on the stopwatch. Oh man. yeah. Yep. That was uh, good stuff. But the resulting press pressure on the drivers uh, to n- not give it away 
uh, resulted in a lot of accidents and lawsuits, apparently. It wasn't until a St. Louis yeah. woman named Jean Kinder was hit by a Domino's driver who ran a red light that the company ended the promotion. How's that the pizza place's fault? Kinder suffered a neck and spinal... She suffered neck, neck and spinal injuries, and in 1993... Get this. I, I, I don't remember this lawsuit. A jury penalized the company. $79 million. Oof. $79 million for that injury. Oof. Yeah, but I mean, she's hurt bad. And it seems like it was fairly recent that she's they stopped doing bad. it, wasn't it? Yeah, neck and spinal injuries. I mean, you it doesn't say if she can walk or not. I don't know. Uh, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot still, of money. Though. That's a I, lot still, of money. I know, but you know, are you really, you know, your, the injuries are pretty bad. Holy cow. <laughs> So when did Domino's stop the 30 minutes? I don't know. I thought they were still doing it. I thought it was recent. Yeah, it was just yeah. a couple of years ago. So even after even after losing a $79 right. million dollar lawsuit, they kept doing it. They kept doing it because it was, made them a lot of money. I mean, he's how many franchises, how many sports franchises that guy owned? A Mr. lot. Mr. Domino's. I mean, he owns yeah, Detroit. A lot. Uh, and now it looks like uh, the other guy, Papa John's, owns uh, uh, Peyton Manning. So, right. It's kind of cool. Uh, anyway, we don't have time for all the other pizza injuries. But, Plenty of speeches uh, coming up today, too, plus Glenn's. Yeah, plus Glenn's. So please check it out at, uh, is it is it at theblaze.com? Right? It should be up on theblaze, glennbeck.com, yeah. Yahoo, Tea Party Patriots. You'll find it. See you tomorrow. Of course.